ain't a junkie, I just draft a lot, ayy, and I draft a lot, ayy, and I draft a lot, ayy. I ain't a junkie, I just draft a lot, ayy, and I draft a lot, ayy, and I draft a lot, ayy, and I ain't a junkie, I just draft a lot. I ain't really got a lot of thoughts, I just pack them in a box. So I popped up on this pod, now I'm outside of the box. When I pop up on the clock, last thing I think is talk. See, I'm winning it now, loving it three and a thou. They peeping my style, keeping it now, steadily growing my Dow Jones. Oh no, these kids be thinking they prowl. Oh no, no, immediately throwing the towel. See, when it's different, it's different. Go position by position, ain't no issue commission. As a commission, I just listen. They envision my vision and my division. I'm stealing, cause I be willing and dealing. Find me the trade, cause I'm a fiend. I'm a junkie, ayy, and I'm a junkie, ayy. Ain't no denying my supply, I'm a junkie, ayy. See, I'm a junkie, ayy, and I'm a junkie, ayy. Be getting high off my supply, I'm a junkie, ayy. Hello, everybody. Welcome to episode 106 of the Dynasty Junkies podcast. I'm your host tonight, Andrew Hall, at Andrew Hall FF. With me in the co-chair, we've got the one and only Bobby Koch. How are you tonight, Bobby? I'm doing well. I'm glad to be in the co-chair because it's... Uh, I'm also getting some playback here. So, of course, we're starting the show with like... Yeah, there we go. Sorry, I couldn't even hear myself speak. So we're off to a great start. Clearly, I haven't been on the show in a while. I went off to Greece, as people know, and have not been on since our 100th episode. But that's why I'm glad to be in the co-chair and not hosting, because I'm just going to mess up repeatedly tonight, and our guest is going to realize what a not professional I am. Oh, none of us are professionals. That n- None of us claim to be. I don't, think, I don't know any of us. Even our, gu- our guest tonight, who is the one and only Cooter Doodle. I'm sure everybody's heard of her, seen her on those Twitter streets. How are you doing tonight, Cooter? How's it going? Doing good, and I'm... I'm hoping Bobby fumbles because then it won't make me look as bad. You know what I mean? You're in luck. Between him and me, between him and me, one of us will mess this up. It'll be great. You'll be the professional and we'll be the the amateurs. It'll be terrific. But glad to have you on tonight. Obviously, this is a a Thursday night in late July and we're talking fantasy football. There's nothing wrong. Like this is one of my favorite times. It's never too early. Yeah. This is one of my favorite times of the year. I was saying this last night on another podcast. Like this is the optimistic heaven. Like everything is going well. Everyone's going to score perfectly. Like no picks or bad picks, apparently, except for Kenny Galladay, which we'll get into in a little bit. But like there, there obviously there's a lot of um, optimism right now, Mm -hmm. which is, is really nice. Uh, Come November, it's all pessimism, right? It's all like, oh, you were wrong. I should have done this. I missed out. Because let's be honest, only one out of 12 in 12 team leagues, only one person can be a champion. I mean, it ends up being kind of a heartbreaking hobby that we all decided to get into. But here in July and August, everybody's great. Everybody's oh and oh. Even for the NFL fans, no teams are losing yet. Like, this is my favorite time of the year. It's just and if, all And upset. if players aren't on the field, it's like, it's okay. They have time to get healthy, right? Yeah, like my, my boy Joe Burrow had an appendectomy and he's missing yeah, some time. And it's like, fine. go for it, man. Take yeah. your t- take time coming back. Don't hurry. You know, I'm with you. <laughs> this is what it sounds like when you listen to people from who have a winning franchise recently. If you're like me and you're a Giants fan, it's more Not like, oh, people aren't on the field. Oh, God, they're going to be out the entire season. Not again. Yeah. <laughs> Well, again, we, we'll, well, I'm sure we'll get into some of that. But being that it is optimism season and optimism runneth over, um, before we get into that, I guess, let's let's clearly, let's start over for a second. In case people haven't heard of you, where can they find your work? Where are you currently? Uh, are you writing? Are you potting? What are you doing right now, Cooter? And where uh, yes, you can find me at Cooter Doodle on Twitter, but you can also find me writing for the Fantasy Life newsletter. So you can check that out at MB Fantasy Life and... Sometimes I write for Trophy Smack as well for the Smack Zone. 
Smacks, that seems right up yeah. your alley. That's perfect. Oh, yeah. And I'm excited for your new podcast coming out, The Petite Pods. I, I keep right? seeing episode yeah. one any day now is going to be any great. Day. I'm very excited. Very any excited. Any day now. Yep. Let me know but, if you need a guest for episode 100 or something. That'd be great. On a serious note, though, Joey is the best. He was the one that just came out. He's great. Yeah, that was a Joey great Wright. episode. I love Yeah, he's a fun dude. He's a fun he dude. All right. So with that in fantasy life, obviously, if you haven't heard of fantasy life, I don't know what rock you're living under, but obviously Matthew Barry just left ESPN. I mean, it, it feels like there's a big shift in the in the industry right now. And maybe we'll talk about this for a hot second. But I feel like there's a there's a couple of new like upstart things that are kind of happening and, and the world's kind of shifting away from this pay model. And this is that time of change in the fantasy industry where you have a lot of people kind of gearing up for the season and figuring out what's mm-hmm. going to do. I mean, I know the Fantasy Life newsletter was was kind of just a newsletter, but you guys just launched a whole website and are going to be, you know, doing your best to dominate the the whole fantasy landscape. Anything you can tell us about on that? Anything you got like coming up that you need to promote? Even? Um, I mean, I know that they're going to start having, you know, some evergreen articles on there. We're going to have a lot of more tools and things like that. Some reward programs. Our discord is going to be opening up really soon, which will be fun because oh, nice. that'll be like interactive with Matthew and with the team. So that'll be a lot of fun, too. So a lot of fun stuff coming. Yeah, mm-hmm. that'll be great. I'm looking forward to it. I love what you guys are doing over there. It's a great team with Jake and uh, it's Kevin a lot of and, great people, and Peter, yeah. obviously over Zed, and and I just yeah. what a, what a crew you guys have. It's such a fun. Yeah. People saw what a good job that Cooter Doodle was doing with the newsletter, and they went, "We need an entire website just based around this." Yeah, yeah, it's definitely all Pete. Pete is like the mastermind. <laughs> he's great. He's, yeah, he's just got, a genius. Yeah, he's, a, he's just he's got such dude. a creative mind. I know mm-hmm. it, that's exactly what I love about everybody you guys have over there. Is like. Just the just chest kiss of fantasy football mm-hmm. content. It's just such a good job. So I'm excited for everybody. Obviously, you guys are all very well deserving of, of the adoration you're getting. And I just I'd love to see where this is going. So I'm excited too. I feel see, I feel like I'm a fan. I know yeah. we're not talking football necessarily, but like I say that all the time. I'm like, I feel like I'm a consumer and I'm just doing silly stuff, you know, but I feel like I'm a consumer. So I love just seeing everybody else's podcast and even just coming on. I'm like, this is fun for me because I'm a consumer and I like hearing your guys' takes, you know. Well, let's actually, that's a perfect segue. So let's talk about Dynasty, obviously. We're a Dynasty podcast. I know mm-hmm. that most of what you do is is obviously more lighthearted and Twitter and, and mm-hmm. entertainment and all this. But what is your history with Dynasty? And like, where do you kind of stand in that format? Are you a fan of it? Do you not like it? Where, where are you at with that? So I think last time when I was on with you guys, it was my first season doing Dynasty. So I'm mm-hmm. about to enter my second season. And I my bread and butter is like a redraft two keeper league. That's like my home league. I love it. Cause you have a little taste of like having mm-hmm. to plan with keepers. Dynasty scares the ever living shit out of me. I'm going to be honest. <laughs> like it does. It really does. Because like it, the idea that you, every trade is like such a long standing. like you don't get to refresh. You don't get to hit, you know, go to go and restart. Like it terrifies me. And Dan Eagle Dan could probably say like so many times he offers me trades and I'm just like, I freeze up. I'm like, I don't know. I don't know if I can do this. You know what I it's mean? Too, I it's so too nervous. permanent. Yeah. Yes, like you're, you're worried so about nervous. messing it up. Yeah. Well, maybe we can help. I know we talked about this yes. last time too, but like trading is something that we do a lot on this show. Obviously we have find me a trade, which we'll get into later, but trading is something that I think either, either you love it or you hate it. I, I find very rarely do you see people that are kind of in the middle and they're kind mm-hmm. of like, yeah, take it or leave it. It's like, no, there, there are people that love trading. And I'm I'm someone who loves trading. I know Bobby and I have gotten down this rabbit hole a couple of times, but I won't do it again. But I prefer trading to drafting, right? I, I prefer like taking over an orphan and trading my way to victory. But do you like drafting more than as a redraft fan? I'm guessing you do. Um, but- 
Well, in redraft, I'm actually, I like trading more in redraft mm. because that's, I like to figure out the puzzle of like, what does someone need and I can help them, but then I really need the help too. But dynasty, it's just so heavy, you know? And it's like, <laughs> you see this one guy and you're like, yeah, but in two years, three, you know, like it just, it makes me nervous. But in redraft, absolutely love, like I love to dig deep and look at everyone in my league and just figure out where they're weak, you know? make something happen oh i love See, that yeah if you it, love trading though you're eventually going to become someone who loves dynasty because maybe, that's maybe. like the entire focus the main reason that people get into dynasty at its core is they're in their redraft leagues and they're basically like people don't trade enough in here so i'm going to go into a dynasty league where people trade a lot more and you can also trade picks and trade so what for you're the future. saying is i just need to give it a little more time well, it's like, not even let that. the hooks get their like talons in me, you know. And well, it's yeah. not even that. I know our outhouse, our our DAP network uh, sponsor, in a sense, our DAP network daddy, in a sense, for outhouse. You know, again, he's just <laughs> he's definitely the daddy. It's he's fun. definitely the daddy of DAP network, and I don't think he's going to hate that at all. That's perfect. But I'm saying he is much. He's very much of the mindset of if you make a bad trade, make another trade. Uh, and Ooh. I think that's where the, the the waterfall started for me. And I'm I'm exactly what Bobby said. I was in redraft keeper leagues for a long time. And it just, I, I got sick of not being able to trade in November because everybody's like getting into the playoffs. And I'm like, oh, mm -hmm. trading, I can't do anymore. And then it would be like, you know, the Super Bowl in February. And I'm like, I really wish I could make a fantasy trade right now, but I don't have any fantasy teams. And so I remember five years ago now, I think I got into Dynasty and I was like, oh, this is okay. This is going to be fun. So I have a lot more assets to trade. I've got picks. I've got players all year round. Yeah. Uh, there is no redraft. And I just sort of threw everything against the wall and made a ton of bad trades and like, just sort of made mistakes and went, it was the worst team my first year in Dynasty. I was the worst. And then I won it the second year. So I went worst to first, but I traded my way into that, which just felt so rewarding. And so again, so I will see this I'm more curious, trading is Since y'all are like so diehard into it, <clears throat> when you go into a trade, are you like going from the mindset of rebuild or not? Like, you know what I mean? Or are you just Sometimes. trying to win the trade? <laughs> it depends. Also, yeah. I will say, so there are two things I want to address there. One is it's all situation dependent where mm -hmm. sometimes the thing about rebuilding, right, is everyone thinks that you can't trade for an older player because like, right. oh, I'm rebuilding. Yeah. I have to go yeah. for you. But sometimes That's not true. Yeah. You can trade for an older player who's been devalued a bit or maybe injured and then flip them for more value later and that can Bingo. help accelerate the rebuild. So gotcha. people get too stuck in these like, I'm going this strategy or this strategy without realizing that you can be a little bit flexible. It's not like you have to go all youth if you're a rebuild or Ooh. go all old players if you're contending. Um, the other thing is I hate the concept of trying to quote unquote win a trade. Yes. Part of the reason that I like Dynasty is if you're trying to win a trade, you're actually losing that trade. And the reason I say that is you're going to burn bridges with your trade partner if every right. time you make a trade, you're like trying uneven. to take advantage of them or make yeah. it uneven. Yeah, the yeah. best thing you can do is like make it as even as possible or even occasionally, and this is where I will give Andrew some like backhanded credit, losing a trade can help you win a trade later yeah. because people- Because they think you're like- Oh. Or they're just not so nervous to trade with you, right? Like you're yeah. kind of hitting the nail on the head here. Dynasty, you're in the same league with these 12 people in theory anyway, forever, right? Like that's yeah. not forever and it's not the same 12, but like you can't go burning bridges, right? 
So like it's it's a sticky situation. You don't want to be taken advantage of, but you also don't want to take advantage of others. Like you're you're doing the exact right thought process. Like I want to make it even. I want to make sure that we both win the trade. Yeah, that yeah, is yeah. the ideal trade candidate. So I think maybe you're just a little gun shy. Maybe you've had a little I'm bit definitely of, gun shy. Well, you've had a little bit of like, I don't know, I don't want to be scared. I don't want to lose. Like there is no losing. Like Bobby said mm -hmm. the nail on the head here, right? Like you literally, if you're happy with the trade, if you accept the trade, that's all that matters. There's so no way I never losing. thought about like the mind <laughs> games of that. Like, yeah, you don't mm. I need to think about this more. After this, Even I'm going to be like looking through trade, Come on. The nice thing is if you lose, let's say you end up with a team that's like losing really badly, right? The next year, you end up with the 101. So sure, you're still stuck with your assets. Yeah. But in most classes, the 101 is either going to be a very good player or alternatively, if you get super into trading, mm -hmm. you can trade that 101 for a lot of other assets, which is okay. like, so yes, you're kind of stuck with what you're doing, but at the same time, you really if you aren't. get really good yeah. at trading, you never you can make your roster whatever you want it to be. Interesting. Yep. Okay. The, it, okay. It's it's odd. Like there's this weird line where once you make enough trades, you just kind of go, oh, it's almost like it's almost like the world's gonna end. None of this matters. Oh, like, it kind of <laughs> frees you up to be like, oh, existential dread released. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, oh, none of this. So like that's kind of the thought process. After a while, you just kind of, oh, I can just keep trading and I'll be fine, right? Um, and again, I, I think this is something you're you're actually very common, I'll bet, with this thought. And a lot of people that get into Dynasty kind of feel overwhelmed or, you know, a little bit like it's too much or what, like it's a little heavy, like you said, I think. And I don't think that's a wrong thought. I just think it's it's something that we've all felt. And my, my feeling was about two weeks. For some people, it's about two years, right, where it just yeah. takes a minute. But I will say this, and, and maybe we can end on this thought before we get into some of the other stuff. But in my opinion, the best leagues are the ones with a lot of trades and a lot of communication and a lot of talking. The ones where there's no trades for months and it's just crickets. Mm -hmm. What are we doing here? You know what I mean? Like part yeah. of the reason I'm in this in this whole hobby is to interact with people and to talk about fantasy and talk about football. If we're not doing that, why are we here? Right. Yeah. And so, like, I think that's ultimately what it comes down to. And I think sometimes there is this, you know, fear of losing the trade. I just want to have fun. I just I don't mind like I don't mind losing my twenty bucks. Some trades after this. <laughs> Honestly, we can we can help you with it. Our our DMs are open, and this is true of anybody listening, anybody on YouTube, anybody on podcast forum. I we've said this dozens of times, right? Send us a message if you're uncertain. If you're hey, what do you think about this trade? I get I don't know ten of them a week. People send me a message like hey, what about this trade? And I'm like I kind of I, I like the Mike Williams side, mm -hmm. or like what about this trade? Like I kind of think you can get more for Jonathan Taylor. Like I don't mind providing advice. That's what we're here to do. But also there is no one answer. Right. There is no one like known good thing. Right. There mm -hmm. is no like dollars are worth a dollar. But in fantasy value is kind of subjective. Right. Yep. So I think that's what makes it kind of fun, too, because you can send a player and feel like you want to trade. You put it on Twitter and you're like, oh, I lost that trade. You didn't lose that trade. If you accept it, you agree to it. Yeah, you're good. You also don't know what will happen later, which is the nice part of playing Dynasty is yeah. you can always say like years from now, we'll revisit this trade and <laughs> maybe it'll look good for me. I do want to yeah. add one or two things here, which is just, I think this is a common thing for new players that you're experiencing, like Andrew said. Mm -hmm. The other thing too, and this is on some of the older people, and by older, I just mean playing longer in Dynasty folks, is some of us are just way too intense and take ourselves way too seriously and are not so welcoming to the new people. And that's one of my biggest gripes is like, I try to be very welcoming and try to be nice to people and like teach them because I realize not everyone has been playing Dynasty for eight years. But some people are just like, you don't know this basic thing of Dynasty already? Like, get out of my face. And it's like, that's not helpful to anybody. Mm -hmm. It's not growing the game. You're not growing your own content fan base that way. Like, nobody's really going to. But for whatever reason, there is 
I will say there is this large attitude within the Dynasty community, and I've seen people from Redraft accuse us of it, and it is somewhat accurate that they are gatekeepers or, to be frank, just kind of assholes, and people can <laughs> be better about that. I haven't experienced that. I'm just scared of trading. <laughs> well, I, yeah, I haven't experienced that's that either. Make, but you make a good point. The other thing is, to Andrew's point, my favorite part about Dynasty has nothing to do with the game of fantasy anymore. It's similar to like if you've been doing your redraft league for years. I've gotten to know people online through my dynasty leagues that I've been in for like seven or eight years. Where, for example, I've seen one guy in the time that I've started a dynasty league with him get married, buy a house, have two kids, like yeah. buy a dog. I've just gotten to see his life unfold. And it's like, and it's all because we started talking about like fantasy football players and trades. And because I'm continually in the same league, it's very nice to every year just like get an update, like, hey, what do you think about Saquon Barkley? I am not going to offer you a first because I'm personally out on him. But right. but while we're talking about it, how's your kid doing in preschool? Mm -hmm. right. Yeah, that's sweet. Well, and I think that's where, again, Dynasty can become a reason to talk to people. You know what I mean? Like, I, I've, I think we've all heard the story. I know Matthew Berry, I think, put it a couple years ago in one of his columns and put it on ESPN where there was the, you know, the, the person with alcoholism and 12-step programming and like using this as a way to check in with people like mm -hmm. i love that part of this like this is literally a way that i've been able to, to stay in contact with my friends for 20 years right that i would have i have nothing in common with them i don't see them i don't interact with them other than this yeah and it's that's awesome I, like one of my friends just had his eighth kid and we're like what are Jeez. you starting a softball team like i would never <laughs> know that I, I don't know that you know what i mean like i wouldn't i don't pay attention to his life like that but he's like, sorry, guys, had to, I missed that trade or I missed that. Didn't set my lineup because I was at church christening my eighth kid. And we just give him crap for it. You know, like it's that's the part I love about this. Right. To kind of bring it all home. I mean, all of this is about fun. All I think maybe I'm mistaken here, but I think most people play this game for fun. And sometimes to Bobby's point, there is a little bit of a, of a, of a not gatekeeping per se, but just kind of elitism to it. And I think that's where we get stuck, especially on Twitter, where you get people that are so diehard. Here's where I look at it, too. Like, you've got fantasy football is this huge nebulous thing, right? And then you have Dynasty, which is this niche within that. And mm -hmm. then you've got the Twitter diehards within that. Mm -hmm. And so, like, what ends up happening is you get into this echo chamber where you feel like everybody knows as much as you do and is up to speed as much as you do. And then it's almost like you forget that there are, you know, 97% of fantasy players don't play this sport like we do. Yeah, you know what I mean? Like, they're sure. just casual people playing at the office or playing in fantasy leagues, what have you. You know what I mean? And mm -hmm. so I think that's where it can it can be refreshing to kind of zoom out. And I know I just wrote a couple articles for Fantasy Pros for their draft guide that were kind of like 101, like trading 101. Like, what are you looking for in a trade? And it was it was interesting to me to like zoom way back and be like, mm -hmm. like you put it perfectly. Like, what do you find in a trade that makes sense for both teams? Like, how do we do that? And like, yep. how do I break this down? And how do I explain that? Because it's so easy in a sense after a while. But like for people brand new at it that are intimidated by it, it can be really stressful. And so when they go on Twitter and they post a trade like, Oh, uh, should I give up uh, Leonard Fordette for Kenny Galladay? And everybody's roasting them. Why would you do like mm -hmm. help this person out? Be like, listen, I see where you're going with this, but I think you can get more for Leonard. You know what I mean? Like coach yep. them in this. And I think yep. you're going to have a lot more, more fun with it. So to the other point, thing I will say, oh, sorry, go ahead. Demetri. Oh, I was just going to say to your point about trades though. Like I don't get offended when people send me something that I think is unfair, but I do get offended when they send me something that I clearly don't need. You know what I mean? When I'm like, have you? Did you even look at my team at yeah. all? Like, so I used me. I used to get that way too, but eventually you realize that it's just a game, and so like it's not worth like getting mad. But like in my <laughs> league, I will say, I legitimately league, like, got mad. Me, 
Yeah. Oh, when really? I started oh, out, I like, I've legitimately like, been like, you were insulting my intelligence. This is <laughs> no, no, no. Bobby like, takes it personally. Bobby, like, you need yeah. to calm down. This is not that big of a deal. No, but I'm just like, I get excited because I hear ding. I see a like trade proposal and I look and then I'm like, oh, you didn't even look at my team. Like, I don't need that. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, well, and that's where I don't take offense to it, but I am with you. Like, it's almost like, oh, well, that's not that's a waste of my time. You know, like, yeah. that's not really what I'm looking for. Yeah, I, I understand what you mean. And there are definitely is a range of trades. And we'll talk about this. <clears throat> we'll talk about this later with our find me a trade about how you can build a trade and all that. But before we get to that, I do want to well, get into some of the one last thing, Let's, Andrew, one last point. <laughs> Another thing that's fun about Dynasty, and I will say sometimes, you know, it's fun to have friends. It's fun to make trades and it's fun to play the game for fun. It's also, I will admit, just like any other league, it's fun to win and it's fun to see your strategy win. I have one league that has existed, and this is me doing a humble brag right now, that has existed for five years. Mm-hmm. I've made the championship every single year of the oh, existence wow. of the league and have won it three times. Wow. And that's just fun to see your team continually dominate and yep. a team that you've gone out of your way to build. Yeah, you know, through the first year's draft and then trading and rookie drafts. So that's another thing too, is like, there is a lot of strategy involved and I'm someone who's big on strategy games. So seeing your strategy all come together and just dominate your opponents, there is mm-hmm. definitely a hit of dopamine that you get from that. Inside <laughs> you. That is well good. said, well said, Bobby. But again, unless anyone else has any other issues, we can talk about trading later because this is all we do on this show. We just kind of vamp and do whatever we want to do. But I do want to get into some of the the, the training camp blurbs. I know there's mm-hmm. been a couple. Uh, we're going to see a lot more in the coming weeks. So I want to make sure everybody who's listening, hold on to your butts, right? Like it's going to get <laughs> wonky here. We're going to start to see some some blurbs about players we never heard of or start to see things that just don't make sense. Be, be, you're, be careful. Just be careful. That's all I want to put with it. But a lot of big fake news. Adam Schefter's out there too. Yeah, that yeah. I was gonna get into. I didn't even want to mention that, but like that's a big part about be careful is like careful about what you're. I don't get why people do that. Like why? Like why? Attention. They have nothing better to do. It's yeah. so silly. It's just I don't know. Some people get a kick out of being trolls. Who knows? Um, but anyway, one of the biggest things this week, and we don't have to get too much into this because there is a lot of news, but none of it matters. If you know what I mean, like it's all mm-hmm. it's something. The one that I think matters the most. I don't think anybody would disagree with this. Is Julio finally signing with the Bucks? Right, mm-hmm. Julio Jones been he's 33 years old. He's been unavailable or sorry, un, on a team like available for a signing for what seven months now, right? And hasn't found a team. Um, I think him going to the Bucks is a positive. I think it's a good thing. I think it helps his value in a sense, but it doesn't make him like somebody you should be drafting in the third mm-hmm. round of your redraft leagues. I mean, yeah. he's not amazing, but it doesn't yeah. hurt. I mean, it's just, I guess, in general, maybe Cooter, let's start with you. What do you think about this? What was your first reaction when you heard the news? I mean, honestly, the only thing I think about it is it makes me happy in the leagues where I got Mike Evans. You know what I mean? Like, I'm glad for that because I feel like he's kind of under the radar a little bit right now. Even more but, so now. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, like, I don't, I'm not personally drafting Julio anywhere. I didn't go pick him up off waivers. You know, I wasn't like thrilled about it. I don't think he was on waivers in any of my leagues either. I had him in four leagues and I was happy to see him get signed anywhere. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I'm like, Oh great. I had a free agent and now I don't. At least he's worth something. But I I don't think I would, it depends. Obviously every league is so different, but what do you think, Bobby? What do you think about this Julio news? Is this noise? Is this signal? Is this going to matter at all? Where are you at with this? Um, My first thought, and I've kind of gone back and forth on it was like, man, this means that all the people who are super excited about Russell Gage are probably like crying right now. And I felt a little bad for them. But then I also went back and was like, 
I don't know because they gave Russell Gage a $10 million contract and yep. they signed Julio so late. But I don't personally, kind of similar to Cooter Doodle, I don't want to have to figure out which of those guys I'm going after. And Mike Evans is continually disrespected. I always like Chris Godwin too. Mm-hmm. But it just feels like Mike Evans is probably the guy there because Godwin might have an injury concern. So to all of you who have hung on to Evans or traded for Evans, good job because I'm pretty sure he's about to have a huge year. Well, and that's where I was even going to say too, like that's to me, this signing is is maybe, I don't know, arrowed down for Gage, but I wasn't really raising him that high anyway. I I, I was kind of thought he'd be a shortstop gap for Godwin. And then at the same time they announced the signing, they announced that Godwin is going to be okay for week one or they expect him yeah. to play week one. And I mean, that's, I mean, again, what do you expect him to say? You know what I mean? Like, that's kind of what everybody's saying right now. We'll see. We have weeks until week one comes up and all of a sudden, Oh, he's going to miss week one. Like we don't know. We're, we're six months out from, or six weeks out from the season. So we got to be a little careful there, but I do think I, I, I agree with both of you. I think Mike Evans is actually going to be the one that could be falling down boards unnecessarily. Like, mm-hmm. I don't think this hurts Mike Evans at all. Right. I think if anything, this could hurt Chris Godwin. It could hurt Kyle Rudolph, who Bobby and I just picked up in Dynasty Junkies, too. Uh, I picked him up in almost every league because I'm like, Chris, uh, Kyle Rudolph, I like this guy. Like, but uh, you never know. Right. Like Gronk isn't there. So maybe Julio's the big tight end that they've been looking for, too. Right. Like, we don't know what we're going to get. Yeah, but no all idea. of that is kind of like, you know, distraction from Mike Evans being wide open on the left side of the field. You know what I mean? Like Mike Evans is going to be fine. Tom mm-hmm. Brady is going to be fine. Right. Mm-hmm. Like, so those players, I think are, you're except, right. They're kind of getting except when they play the saints. I mean, right. Those two games a year when the, when the bucks play the, the saints, when they won't they're going to stub their toe and miss the whole game. And it's going to yeah. be terrible when the saints are going to exactly. win 48, nothing. Yeah, exactly. I can get behind that. That sounds fun. Um, but with, with that, I guess, I mean, was there anything else you guys wanted to hit on with the bucks? I mean, again, it's kind of like it's news it's worthy, but I don't know. I mean, it's not crazy. Mm-hmm. big. Well, really quick, so uh, Ryan Jensen, and I may be mispronouncing his name, had a pretty significant knee injury today, I think it was, and people don't generally care about O-line, but that matters because if you care about running backs at all and you care about, for example, uh, playoff Leonard Fournette, then Mm -hmm. that could hurt his fantasy chances just because having a good center helps open up running lanes, and this is me getting like very into the weeds of the game, but it could hurt him. It could also honestly open up, make things a little bit more for like Rashad White to cast passes out of the backfield. So just putting that out there. But also, I saw this and the Saints do not suck. The Saints no. are. <laughs> That's Dave just trying to get on TV. You know what I mean? <laughs> Good old Dave. Good uh, old Dave. <laughs> we love you, Dave. Thanks for tuning in. Um, I, I do want to think there's one other, I guess there's one other camp news that I wanted to mention was obviously John Mechie, who I think a lot of us had really high hopes for as a rookie and kind of wanted to see him come back from this ACL injury. He's been diagnosed with leukemia and he's going to miss the whole season pretty much is what it looks like. I mean, that's, that's sad. That's a shame, you know, fantasy aside, you hate to see somebody go through that, especially a young kid like this, you know, he's what, 19, 20, 21, like he's not that old Mm -hmm. and he's having to go through this. That's brutal, right? Whether there's an NFL career or not, that's a human thing. That's tough, Mm -hmm. you know? And I think for fantasy, we have to kind of keep that in mind a little bit to be like, Hey, Let's temper our expectations. Let's not go tagging him on Twitter and be like, how dare you get leukemia? Like, how ridiculous is that, right? Like, let's be careful. But I wanted to say this only because I think it helps Nico Collins. Nico Collins is somebody I've been looking at in fantasy and been like, I think he's got a chance this year. And then when they, they signed Mechie and I was like, man, I don't know. I think Mechie could be somebody. And I know I remember talking about this with a couple other people through the uh, the rookie draft season. I was like, I think Mechie could be somebody. He could come in and dominate if he's healthy. 
And now with him pretty much saying he's missing the, the season, I think this helps Nico Collins as like a late round, late, late, late round sleeper become a lot more, I don't know, attractive in a sense. And I hate that it comes on the heels of something like this. I mean, again, God mm-hmm. forbid something terrible happens. I really want Mechie to come back and play. I want him to be healthy. But I think in the short term, in the interim, again, for Dynasty, Nico Collins is somebody people might want to target if they're looking for a short bench or like a, you know, a deeper bench option or somebody kind of cheap, that kind of thing. So I guess I was just curious if you guys had any thoughts on the situation. I mean, again, nothing negative on the sense of Mechie, but, you know, just where are your thoughts? And maybe I'll start with you, Cooter. Any any thoughts on the Houston Texans here? Does that matter at all? I mean, that team, I have not been drafting much from them at all. I don't know. I'm not like thrilled with it but I, I get what you're saying like a late round why not go for Nico well, in dynasty know? we're talking like 28 yeah. 35 man rosters I mean you're getting yeah, deep in most dynasty yeah. leagues so it's worth a try to maybe trade for him mm-hmm. I think if you have him he could be worth something mm-hmm. just a thought anything from you Bobby on Nico or does it just doesn't matter it's too deep <laughs> it means my guy Brandon Cooks once again oh, yeah. is going Brandon to yeah, yeah, yeah. destroy everybody so for years now I've had to defend Brandon Cooks and it, I've now seen other people take up the fight. Mm-hmm. So I more or less have retired that because people have suddenly realized he's a good receiver. But it just means that there's basically no one on that team that will take any looks away from Brandon Cooks. And so he will continue to dominate. And that makes me happy because my first, so going back to talking about getting into Dynasty full circle here, even though it's only been a few minutes, <laughs> um, my very first rookie that I ever drafted was Brandon Cooks. And so oh, he has a special close place to your in my heart. heart. Yeah. Oh. I don't mind that. I think that's a good reason. I mean, again, mm-hmm. Cooks is going to, I think Cooks is going to see some benefit out of this, which again, it's hard to say because he was already the number one. And I think a lot of people thought he had a lot of potential with Mills and everything like that. So I just wanted to bring that up again. I really hope, Mechie, if you're listening, Godspeed. Hopefully you get healthy. Hopefully you're fine. Hopefully you come back to play the game that you love uh, and that we love watching you play. I mean, again, nothing but love for you on that. I really do hope he gets well from that. But I wanted to bring that up just again. There is a little bit of dynasty nugget in there, but mm-hmm. anytime an injury happens, anything like this, it just sucks. You know what I mean? It just the realism of the sport sometimes can be kind of brutal. These are humans, right? These are humans with human situations and we, we sometimes we treat them otherwise. And that's a shame. These mm-hmm. are humans. So let's keep that in mind, but let's get into the meat and potatoes in a sense. Uh, I put this on a sheet as meat and potatoes because I couldn't think of anything better. I'm like, just <laughs> this is the meat and potatoes in a sense. Um, I wanted to talk to you a little bit more, Cooter, because we talked about this a little bit before, but like how many dynasty leagues are you in? Is it just the one? Do you have a couple? Have you grown? I mean, most no, dynasty I think leagues kind of grow in, you know? I'm in like four, but some of them are IDP, which that is Ooh, even scarier. That's a challenge. So yeah, but one that I was proud of was last year, like I said, first time ever doing dynasty, home league dynasty, and I got second. There you go. Terrible, right? You're just dropping the mic. Made the final break first here. Yeah. yeah, right. What the heck? So I'll, I'll hopefully bring it back. You know. Well, maybe your not trading method is the way we should all be thinking. Like, what the heck? Like, that seemed to work out pretty well for you. Well, I lost but, out. I had Justin Herbert. I had some good people. You know. Well, we talked a little bit about how you don't like trading in Dynasty. A little bit less, mm-hmm. maybe. I don't say you don't like it, but you like it a little bit less because it seems mm-hmm. so, you know, final and things like mm-hmm. that. But. What else is it that you like about Dynasty versus Redraft or don't like about Dynasty versus Redraft? Where where are you at with some of that? Yeah, it's one of those things that's kind of funny. Like, I don't see myself ever not doing Dynasty, but I am, like, more um, reluctant whenever I hear people talking about startups Mm. because, like you guys have said, like, you meet all these great people, but I don't want to, like, half-ass it. If I'm going to do it, I want to stay in it. And so I feel like sometimes people get the itch and they want to just do startups and startups and startups. And then 
it kind of falls apart or you get those leagues where no one's trading, no one's talking because they're in so many. And so it's kind of like, for me, I'm reluctant because I want to find like one or two good ones that I know are going to be like decent and just ride those the whole way. You know what I mean? By far, that is the best solution. I know I was asked to to join the uh, OHFF, the Ohio Fantasy Football League. Uh, beginning of last season by uh, mm-hmm. by the guys at uh, Jeremy Brown actually who uh, you know from Dynasty Trades HQ guys and he lives in the Ohio area and, and the main allure of that was there's a live rookie draft every year oh nice. and I'm like yeah. I'm in right like live yeah. draft I'm in like it's a great group of people like mm-hmm. J Mike and we got Chris Allen and we got oh, Bob Long like we got great yes. group of guys and so I get to hang out with them at least once a year I'm in you know what I mean like, yep. and so like same for like I just joined a couple orphans and one of them I was like I don't know if I really want to take this one on and then. I see the group of people. It's the Dynasty Diagnostic Championship League. And it's just like there's 48 teams and there's like Graham Barfield and Pat Fitzmorris and my obviously my junkies host with Rocky and Scott are both in. And it's just like, how, how, how do I say no to that? Like, that's yeah. such a good group of people. Like it just and a 48 team, like a four copy thing. It just so many more options for trading, which, again, I'm just mm-hmm. like, ah, Jones. And you know what I mean? Like, I love that. Obviously, so I'm going to trade can you have two of the same player in a league no. like that? No. Okay. No. So that's the only limitation, which is kind of neat. It's not like four separate leagues. It's a, a 48 yeah. team league, but then like you, you could be playing. A, yeah. And you could be playing in your league. You could be playing a monster that traded with other league teams. Yeah. You know what I mean? It just makes, it's a different unique format. So I'm kind of in the same mindset. Like I want to make sure it's the right league. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, I don't want to join too many of the same vanilla leagues and all this, but yep. I'm right there with you. Like, I wanted to make sure I picked a few Go good all ones. In, yeah. Yeah. And Bobby, well, I know you have some, you have some thoughts on this as well. So yeah, that was me, uh, both in dating and in my dynasty <laughs> life, I guess, where like I dated a very limited number of people, but that's because like, to give you an idea of what I was like as a dater, the one time that I ever kissed a girl and was like, I don't know if we're going to date immediately after she was like, so are we boyfriend and girlfriend now? And I was like, yes. And I was like, well, I guess that's, I can't do this. We are just dating now. That's how it works. Um, it's the same thing with me in Dynasty. I want to make sure that I'm going to commit and not yeah. half-ass it and mm-hmm. really be in that league. And I want to make sure the people in that league are going to be in that league. So I'm very limited in what I join. Mm-hmm. And I actually only join leagues where I know the commissioners really well, because that's yes. very important to me. That's a good point. Yeah. And I talk to people all the time and they're like, oh, my leagues are folding after like two or three years. And I'm like, that sucks, but also like, and they're always talking, those same people talk about how like, oh, I don't want to trade for draft picks like this many years out, or I don't want to do this mm-hmm. because the league might fall. And I'm honestly like, find better leagues with better leagues. Yeah. Like I if you're mean, nervous about that, then yeah. Why are you in a dynasty league? I guess. Yeah. The way to play dynasty is to like build what you want to build over a long period of time. And hopefully mm-hmm. at least in my opinion, the best way And you know, I talked about some of the leagues I've been in for now five six years or so and those ones are still going strong you know i won't say they're as exciting as when they were new or as active as when they were new but Mm -hmm. they're still the best ones because you know they're stable they're going to continue to happen maybe one or two league members leaves every year because you know someone just had a kid and doesn't have the time anymore or what have you but for the main part of it the core people are still there and that's the big draw to me so like when we started doing Dynasty Junkies 2, which was my newest Dynasty League, and I hadn't joined the startup in a while. Which Bobby got, and I are co-managers, by the way. It's hilarious. Mm-hmm. Like we, we we are very different people when it comes to Dynasty, and I'm learning a lot from you, Bobby. I'm enjoying this. 
Go ahead. Well, I'm glad you're learning a lot. I don't know if I've learned anything yet. No, I'm just kidding. I've learned Nailed something, it. Andrew. I'll take it. Um, but we got, I was, I will admit I was a little nervous because it's mostly listeners and yeah. I've had some bad experience with like being in groups with people that I didn't know before. Generally so far, it seems like a great group. I'm very happy with it. Um, but that's the big draw for me is like, it's not so much about new formats or what have you. If I end up joining new leagues, it's because of the people in it. And if mm -hmm. I get jealous of people who join new leagues that I say no to, like Russ Fisher invited me to a Harry Potter themed league. That seems super cool. I just didn't think I had the time for it. Mm -hmm. But then he's like, oh, look at this list of all the people who ended up joining. And I was like, if you had led with that, maybe I would have joined because <laughs> now I have FOMO. Yeah. Well, Dynasty FOMO is a very real thing, uh, not only in trades, but also in startups and also in just in general. But I mean, again, I think it all comes down to just do what makes you have the most fun, right? Like that's mm -hmm. honestly what this is. And I think if you find a league that you like and you want to stay in it, great. But at the same time, and I know Russ has said this a number of times, don't be afraid to leave a league either, right? Mm -hmm. If it's not the right format, if it's not the right group, don't be don't be in the league if you're not going to be in the league, right? And you said that too, Cooter, like I want to give it my all. I want to be in this. And if you're not in it, then get out of it. Let somebody else get in, right? And I think it sometimes can be really tricky for people to, to, to say goodbye to a league or to be like, I don't want to upset the league or I don't just it. Trust me. It's much better beginning of January when your season ends, send the commissioner a note, be like, Hey man, I'm, I'm looking to get out of this league. I just want to give you a heads up. Like don't do it right before the rookie draft. Don't do it dramatically. Don't make a big thing out of it. Just if it's not the right league for you, that's okay. Right. This is In a most brief rant to Andrew's point. Also don't say like, Oh, I'm cutting back on leagues and then very visibly go and join other leagues. It's totally fine. If you don't like the league, but don't give your commissioner a BS excuse. And I say mm -hmm. that because I commission a league or two and I've run into a situation where people are like, oh yeah, I'm cutting back. And then I see them talking about like the 10 startups they're doing. And I'm like, okay, mm -hmm. you just didn't like the league I'm running. That's fine. I'm not yeah. Or they're that it. type that gets the, the itch of the, the startup itch. Yeah, I was just going to say like, that's a little different. What Bobby's talking about, which I know I've had this in a couple of mine where someone's like, I'm uh, sorry guys, I'm in too many leagues. I'm cutting back. And literally yeah. five minutes later, I see them on Twitter. Who's joining the startup? I'm ready to go. Like, oh, no, come on, yeah. man. Like, and there was one, I know there was one that I, I left last year, I think, and it was like a two tight end league. And I just was like, listen, I, I just, I'm not a fan of this format. And there was an IDP mm -hmm. league I was in. I'm just like, I'm just not a fan of IDP. Like, I'm not hating on IDP. If you love it, love it. Mm -hmm. I am fine with that. I think there is definitely a reason for those. All formats are good formats, right? If you want to play in a 10 kicker yeah. league with Linda, go for it, right? I mean, like, nothing, no one's going to stop you, I think. But if you're, if it's just not for you, then that's fine. That's okay. And I honestly, like I'm commissioner of, of well, co-commissioner of my home league. And I know we've had a couple of people that have left that. And a lot of times it's like, hey, I'm just too busy with life or like, you know, I've got too many things going on or, and I'm always like, great, thanks for letting me know. Like, I don't take it personal. And yeah. I honestly, this may sound terrible, but like, I don't really remember the people that have left. You know what I mean? Like, and you'd rather someone committed. I mean, you well, know that's I mean? exactly it. Like I'd rather they leave and then someone new comes in and that's who we're talking about now. Mm -hmm. And I don't say I don't remember them. Like I hate them. It's just, I literally don't hate them. I don't remember like. Great. Go mm -hmm. along with your life. Like, you know what I mean? Like, we'll be here if you want to come I back. I only get insulted out. if people lie to me because usually yes. if I have you in a league, it's because I think that we're, if I'm commissioning anyway, it's because I think we're friends. Mm -hmm. And so if you lie to me about the reason that you're leaving. Honestly, Bobby, like, Bobby's, Bobby's got like a little black book and he's like, you know, hey, it is. Yeah. He's got the list like in Game of Thrones. Like, all right. He's just like, you know, writing names down. Like, it's, oh, it's no, you're all dead up to me. here, but I'm known for holding grudges. My family continually brings up the fact that I hold a grudge against a kid through throwing a block at my head when I was three. Oh, my and I, uh, his name was BJ and I still remember it. And I remember yeah, I him throwing the block. So there you go. I do hold BJ. grudges. 
Good to know, yeah, Bobby. I, I'm really glad we're co-managing a team. We're not going to go bad at all. BJ did give me a hard time throughout childhood just to go off track here for a second. But in high school, I kind of realized what his name meant and mm. things changed drastically after that. Oh, you got teased. Yeah. Mm. I bet he did. Well, so we also, we, I wanted to talk about camp stuff, but we kind of did that already. And I feel like mm-hmm. I really want to get into the find me a trade too. I feel like we're, we're, yeah, we're almost 40 minutes, but I also feel like we can talk trades for hours if we need to. So I feel like maybe we just dive into that if you guys are all right. Uh, yeah, I know our it. league this week, and I, I want to make sure I pull this up. Um, but again, our league this week is submitted by our listener friend, Jason Real at our real people on Twitter. Uh, he submitted a league that has, it's a 12 team PPR, uh, half PPR for running back with full PPR for running or receiver and tight end super flex, no tight end premium, 28 man roster. Uh, you start 10, a QB, two running back, two receiver, a tight end, a flex, a super flex, a kicker, and a defense. I want to stop here for a hot second. I, I will be honest. I don't have a single dynasty league of the, I don't know, 16 to 20 or whatever that I'm in now that have a kicker and a defense. And I don't want to, I don't want to pick on this league. We were just talking about this. I'm not picking on it. I'm just curious, I guess, maybe Cooter, do you have any leagues in dynasty that have kicker and defense? Um, No, I don't think so. I think it's a tricky thing to do because kickers and defenses are kind of, and well, not negatively can like year to it year. Just, shift. It's so, yeah. yeah. It's such a weird variation. I actually like kickers. I don't mind kickers in dynasty, mm-hmm. but I think defenses are the one that we had in my home league that I was just like, I don't know if that's fair. So the way that we kind of compromised it, by first the way, we, Andrew only said he liked kickers because he knew that Cooter was on this episode and therefore there's I a might, good chance that Linda might, would listen. Where's my mic? I'm going to tell Linda. No, no, no. I, seriously, Linda and I are friends. We go way back. I drafted uh, my boy Evan McPherson and Scott Fishbowl. I'm in a sleeper league, so I have to. I know Bobby does too. I like kickers. I think actually mm-hmm. kickers are under underrepresented. And but under- I get respected. what you're saying for dynasty but defenses. It is- it's like I don't know how. Yeah. How do you like that? Doesn't seem fair to me. And then like, how do you value them? You know what I mean? Like it's just so odd and trades and everything else. So what we did in our home league was we at the end of every season they went back in the rookie draft. So that way you could redraft your defenses every year, which I thought was kind of a neat twist. So then like after the second round, you know, like in the second round, you could be like, I'm taking the Rams defense. I don't like any of the turkeys. So you could kind of play it that way. But even then, like in our league too, it just, I don't know, it didn't vibe. I'm just, Mm -hmm. I'm just being honest. It didn't vibe. It didn't work, but I'm not, I'm not hating on it. It's just, that's something interesting to keep in mind, especially for this team that we're looking at. So that's why I wanted to bring that one up. Um, But again, so it's a start 10, but two of those 10 are kicker and defense. So it's really more like a start eight in what we usually do. So in my opinion, that's that's something that changes things. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to bring up his team here real quick, uh, and we're going to share this. So this while, messing it up. go ahead, Bobby, while please. Doing that, I will share Jason's thoughts on his team. And yes, also, please. I will just really quickly, if Jason is good people, I know his uh, Twitter handle is Jason R people, but it could also be Jason good people. I've known Jason <laughs> for years, and I'm glad that uh, he's the one we're reviewing. So. Jason's thoughts on his own team are, I feel like I'm a top team in the league. I have some good players, just need something to get me over the hump. Made some big trades in the past, like trading away CMC for a haul. Not sure where to go to put me over the top for a championship, though. And he recently traded Daniel Jones for a 2023 second, which is a fairly good deal, if you ask me, because I don't think Jones is going to be a starter much past this year, if he even makes it through the entire year, unfortunately. Well, we may differ on that, but let's. let's he won't, get he into won't the make team. it for the entire year, but he won't be a <laughs> you're, you're a Giants fan, so I trust you, but also I don't want that to happen. 
I just don't want it to, I don't want you to speak it into existence. Anyway, uh, let's go, let's go through the team here again. 28, 28 player roster limit, right? So he's at 27 looking at this. He's got one kicker, Greg Zerline, one defense Rams. I'm already a fan. Like those are two, ter- they're just lining it up. Like Greg Zerline, Rams, you're okay. You don't need to worry about it. Uh, but quarterback, again, it is super flex. Quarterback, he's got Justin Herbert, Kenny Pickett, Tua Tagovailoa, and Ryan Tannehill. Well, that that's terrific. I think that's mm-hmm. definitely the position of strength. Uh, running back, you've got Antonio Gibson, Najee Harris, David Montgomery, Damian Harris, and then it goes Miles Gaskin, Kenyon Drake, Naheem Hines. It kind of drops off, but you've got four solid options. I don't think those are terrible at all. So running back, pretty strong. I don't, mm-hmm. I don't, I don't hate that. Uh, receiver, you got Terry McLaurin, Tyler Lockett, Deontay Johnson, Chase Claypool, Garrett Wilson, the rookie, uh, a couple other players, Robbie Anderson, things like that, R- Taekwon Thornton, and Jalen Rager. I, I don't know what to do with Jalen Rager. Like that guy should be good. But again, receiver, not as strong, but I like it. I like it. I like where we're going. And then tight end, we've got Logan Thomas, Dawson Knox, Brevin Jordan, and Jelani Woods. It's not a tight end premium, but I'm just mm-hmm. that doesn't wow me. Like there's a couple. I'm I like Knox. On, I like Knox. I, I'm not that high on Knox and myself, but I don't I don't mind him as a tight end mm-hmm. in a 12 team league. Like I don't mind it, but everything after the top five is kind of like man. yeah, so like, you well, know, you're, you're pretty good there. Between Knox and then having Logan Thomas, who could right. bounce back from injury, and also having an upside guy in Jelani Woods, who a lot of people are high on, and Brevin Jordan Clark. is an upside guy. Really. Yeah, like Brevin and Jordan's think- got some like yeah. Yeah, both of them have like sleeper tight end appeal. Although I feel mm-hmm. like every time we talk about sleeper tight ends, in two or three <laughs> years happen. they end up on the waiver wire. So, yeah. yeah, well, so with that, with that being the team, why don't we start with you, Bobby? If you want to go into your trade first, and then I'll kind of wander into mine, and then we can kind of have Cooter bring us home. If that makes mm-hmm. sense. Sure. Um, so as we already noted, he has, and by he I will say Jason Real again at Real Our People has um, a lot of tight end or not tight ends he has a lot of quarterbacks to trade from and he does not have the best wide receiver death or even top end wide receivers in my opinion so i had him trading to uh even though i'm a Tua fan and think that he will eventually break out and people have been a little too hard on Tua, to the bayside hogs team for amari cooper and my guy brandon cooks so i think this helps him at wide receiver i also think that the bayside hogs taking a look at their team they had a lot of younger players and looked like they were starting to enter a rebuild. So guys like Amari Cooper and Brandon Cooks may not make as much sense for their team anymore, but then he gets the high upside quarterback in Tua that he can build around. So really I thought it made sense for both sides. It may end up actually being a sell low on Tua if Tua does take that step forward this year and breaks out. Um, But it gets Jason immediate help with Amari Cooper and Brandon Cooks and while I won't get into my thoughts on Deshaun Watson, I've gone on to them before. From a pure fantasy perspective, him being on the team either this year or next year will greatly help Amari Cooper, which will help a contending team. And then Brandon Cooks is just my boy, and there's no one else on the Texans, so he'll put up points and be at least mm-hmm. flex-worthy, if not better. Well, and just to, real quick before we get your thoughts on this one, Cooter, so that we're clear, Bayside Ballhogs has Josh Allen, who is daddy, Right. And we, we all love Josh Allen. Right. Mm-hmm. And I, I've said this before, but I know I, I told my wife, like Josh Allen, his nickname is daddy. She, every time she sees Josh Allen, she's like, oh, daddy. And I'm just like, that's hilarious. <laughs> and again, she's a huge fan of yours. So that actually kind of fits. But it just, it's just it's just chef's kiss. Uh, so he's got Josh Allen, Deshaun Watson, Zach Wilson, Desmond Ritter, Jacoby Brissett to back up Watson. Like he doesn't need a QB, but mm-hmm. I think those QBs are all kind of like 
in that range where Tua would still be his second best quarterback. Mm-hmm. I mean, Watson, I'm with Bobby. I would trade Watson if I was ball hogs. We're not here to talk about that team, but I just don't want a, a player on my team I don't like and just mm-hmm. don't want to cheer for it. And again, regardless of what you think he did, if it's I'm not here to say he's guilty. I just don't want to, I just don't want the drama. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like, just don't want the drama. Like, I just don't want to deal with it. But again, Kuda, that's what a do full you think circle thing, by the way, of like oh. play what makes it's fun for you. Yeah. I, Andrew and I, I was just going to say that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't have players on my team that I don't actively want to root for if they like score mm-hmm. a touchdown or have a big play. So that's just how I play. And people are like, oh, you're playing with a losing strategy. And yet I've still found yeah. ways to have fun and win. So. <laughs> there is no one right strategy. Yeah, and there is no really one right it. valuation. Right. But Cooter, what do you think about this trade? Is this one you kind of like given your um, thought process you mentioned before? Yeah, it kind of fed into my thought process. I might just like piggyback off of this because mine, I didn't have like a, I didn't have a solid answer. Like I didn't, I, the way I did it was I looked at all the teams and I personally felt like you guys both said that this guy are real people was strong as a quarterback. And so I thought, well, who needs one? And when I was looking, I thought Park, Aber. Conwy Red Pandas was the team that could use one. And so yes. my suggestion was just because that's his strength, go target that team and try to make a trade for either giving him Tannehill and maybe getting something that, you know, he could get for it. Or like you said, Bobby, Tua. So that was kind of my strat. I was just looking at he's really strong. This other team's weak there and just figuring out something. Maybe they could talk and make it work, you know. Cooter's oh. hustling us because she says she's bad at trading and yet has like perfect – I was just going to say, this is, I don't have like a, like this person for this person, you know what I mean? But that's what I would do. So, so just to clarify this process that we do find me a trade is rarely about individual player values. It's more Mm -hmm. about how would I craft a trade if I was on this team? Okay. And I think you're you're nailing it. You're nailing it because this, and honestly, that's dynasty in general, like player values do kind of matter, but it's mostly about the thought process behind the yeah, so well, really you're just team. hustling us. Well, no, no. She's just underplaying her intelligence, which, again, it's that's cooter doodle in a nutshell. I mean, you're just <laughs> brilliant. But I think the thing is, like, this park, again, what a fun team name that we get to say 30 times now. Park, yeah. Abercon, we Red Pandas. Uh, one of the best parts about Find Me a Trade is the team names. But he's only got Trevor Lawrence at QB. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's so, a like, problem. That's why I feel like. I yeah. feel like Tannehill for him could be worth more than he really is, right? Because he's like, well, he'll put up yep. points. Yep. Well, and he's got a lot of re- he's got a lot of receivers. He's got AJ Brown, Jerry Judy, yeah. DJ Moore, Elijah Moore, yeah. uh, Michael Pittman, Devonta Smith. Like he's got yeah. a ton of receivers, so he's got like a glut of receivers that he'd be willing to give up something there, maybe to get mm-hmm. a super flex quarterback. He doesn't even have a backup for bye week. He doesn't even yeah. have like a Kellen Mond or a Kyle Trask, like. One of those like deep flight. He has nothing, right? So like he doesn't need to worry logic. about a backup for five weeks because this <laughs> team is very clearly trying to rebuild or tank. Essentially, I'm not um, sure. I mean, the running backs based, are brutal, but yeah. Based on his players, I would say he's clearly in a rebuild. But that could mean that sending him like Tua, for example, mm-hmm. and even more so. I I actually like the combination of our two. I trades where mm-hmm. now that I think about it more because you're right the other team does have a lot of quarterbacks even if they're dicey mm-hmm. I would target uh park I have to make sure I pronounce this right park <laughs> Abercon we red pandas is that it I guess I don't know never heard of um, it. but I would target him instead and send him to uh and mm-hmm. maybe try to get like Elijah Moore with like a slight kicker on top or something like that yeah yeah that would be great 
Well, and so just while we're here and while we're talking about your, your kind of, you're building a trade here, Cooter Doodle. I mean, is this something where if you're going into a league, are you more of the, this is going to sound strange. Are you more the aggressor or the receiver? Like, are you more the one like sending offers? It seems like you're um, kind of hesitant, but are you more like looking to make moves or no? When, when it's my home league and it's a, like a group I'm comfortable with, I'm sending trade offers a lot and they are too. Like, but I find in dynasty, I'm mostly receiving and then I'm just like, oh, I like those players. I don't want to get rid of them. And so they probably hate me. Do you tend to counter like, or just smash reject and be like, no, 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 um, don't talk to me. <laughs> it depends on the moment. Like if I'm yeah. busy and I see that it come up on my phone and I look at it and I'm not immediately intrigued, I'll just kind of be like, oh, sorry, not interested. But then if I have time, I'm looking sure. through and trying to make it work, you know? Well, I think that's something that I think maybe we should hit on here for a second is you don't have to counter. I think sometimes mm-hmm. people in Dynasty get kind of upset, you know, and I'll oh, use people the term probably Bart, upset with me. Yeah. Where it's like, you, you, no counter? And I'm like, dude, mm-hmm. no, no, I didn't want to counter. I don't understand. You, you, uh, there was, and again, everybody has their their things, but like, I've got Jamar Chase on a bunch of teams. I'm a Bengals mm-hmm. fan. I'm not mm-hmm. hiding it. Like, you know, well, like, and that's I, the I, thing. Like, if they're trying to target Chase and they'll say, like, well, do you want to counter? Well, like, no, I, I want Chase. I, right. That's why I drafted Chase. Like, yeah. you know? Exactly. I'll be harsher than both of you guys, which is just if you offer me a trash offer, my no counter is a counter. It's saying I don't value this offer enough to bother with a counter. (laughs) So take that or like the loss would be like no comment. That's the comment. It's that your offer was so fucking bad that it's not worth my time. Well, sometimes you just don't have the time to dive in, you know, and look at rosters and like. Well, so there are definitely offer makes me think at all. I dive in. If you do not make me think at all, and it's just like our values are so far off, Mm. I reject. And sometimes I play it off like I'm being nice. Like I'm like, oh, I'm sorry, I just didn't have the time. But now you all know the truth. So now we all know, Bobby. If I flat out reject, I'm just saying your offer is trash. Yep. No, that's okay. That's okay. And I mean, again, we got obviously Gator F that counter. I think there there is a value to countering, and that's kind of why I wanted to bring this up because again a trade is very rarely a, a one and done. Mm-hmm. And I think sometimes that intimidates people too, because they don't have the time to like build a good trade. I wanted to hit on this here at some point during the find me a trade segment. I actually, when I first got into dynasty, I didn't use calculators. I didn't use values mm-hmm. of any kind. I just said, I want that player. You want this player. I'm okay with it. Let's move on. Right. And I know calculators are kind of a polarizing topic, but do you find yourself ever referencing any sort of calculator, Cooter, when you're building trades, or is it just more like I gut used feel? to? I used to years ago. Now I base it off of more of what my team needs, but I have to confess, every now and then I just get like this itch of just like, I'm just gonna accept this because I want to. And yeah. like I don't even know if it's right, but I kind of just have the urge to just press accept. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like every oh, now and then. There's nothing get, better than hitting accept yeah. on a trade, right? Like it just feels that dopamine then, hit, like Bobby Every said. now and then there's a one and done where I'm like, you know what? Screw it. And I just accept it. Well, it's I will funny. say this, and I've said this before. I use calculators a lot. I use DLF a lot. I, I, I don't use it as like a crutch. I use it to see like, can I get more? Mm-hmm. I use it because I'm selfish. I use it because I want more trade. You know what I mean? Like I want to find yeah. a way that the valuation makes sense. And it's because I don't agree with everybody in that trade calculator. Like DLF is the one that I tend to use because it's just the easiest mm-hmm. for me. But like, I don't agree with every number in there, right? And like, there's, I don't know anyone that does. Like, that's yep. just kind of an average thing. Something I know Bobby and I have talked about this before, but like, I will send an offer to somebody that is very fair on a trade calculator. And then I'll put it in a Twitter post and like put a poll up and it's like mm-hmm. 85% lean one way. And I'm like, in my head, I look at that and go, 
15 one of the other side. Yeah. Somebody yeah, out yeah, there yeah. wants that other well, side. Like, why not? Thing. Let's go try to find that 15%. Well, well, like, that's the thing. Cause if you think about like our little world of Twitter, there's <laughs> analysts, professional people who disagree on people. And so if they do, then how can you be mad if a player thinks that this person's worth more just because you don't? You know what I mean? Right. Like, when we just got into this. Vetoes are so stupid. Oh, that's why I don't also get don't get insulted anymore because I used to be Same. like, you're insulting my intelligence. But now but no, like, they're just now it's like you just have people. a different player values yeah. than I do. And you have mm -hmm. like biases that I don't and I have biases that you don't. And it means... I yeah. like players that have like X profile and you like players that have Y profile. And I think yeah. Y sucks. And you think X sucks <laughs> and we're not going to meet in the middle. One of my favorite ways to end a Twitter debate is just to put, we'd be amazing trade partners. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like you and I would be yeah. perfect trade partners. We value these players very differently. I would yeah. give this person to you that you value very highly. Yeah. And I'm or sure free. there's someone in your, like it just, it's not like, I'm not shitting on you. I'm not saying your opinion is bad. I'm just saying yeah. I have a different one. And one of my favorite okay. ways to end it, Andrew, is, and I started doing this years ago because I, I was definitely guilty of getting into too many circular arguments, especially about player values, where it's clear we were never going to agree, but I would just keep talking about how I valued them. And then eventually I just went, you know what? I will make you a bet for charity right now that this player Bingo. finishes higher in points per game than this player. Yep. And it's either like at that point, they either take the bet or they're not confident enough in their take to take the bet. And it ends, and it it, ends yeah. regardless. <laughs> yeah, either that's it goes great. to silence or charity wins. And that's a win-win, right. right? I think, too, I think you're kind of saying this, like what you said before, too. Like there is this little niche on Twitter where you put a poll up on Twitter and it's like 85% of the people that responded to your poll, which is by no means all of the people in fantasy and by no means all of the people that know what they're doing or not know it. doesn't matter. 85% of the people agreed with this side. That does not make the 15% that disagreed wrong. Mm -hmm. And I think this is where trading can get kind of wonky in a sense, especially as someone like who's on Twitter a lot and kind of sees some of that vitriol and sees some of that like negative response. or like, oh my God, smash accept and all this. It's like, and, and we all use these terms, but it's like, I totally agree with your side. I love that side. Go get that side, right? Mm -hmm. But at the same time, if somebody didn't agree to the trade, they wouldn't accept the trade. So it doesn't matter. If, if you yeah. send a trade to someone and they accept it, that's all that matters. That's and if you point. accept a trade, that's yeah. all that matters, right? Like, that's don't worry point. about the who wins. And you, you actually put it perfectly good. Or if it makes your team better, who cares? Mm -hmm. Right? If it makes your, if it makes you feel more confident about your quarterback position, go for it. Yep. If you don't mind sending, and I know there are a lot of people out there that don't like rookies that don't pay enough attention to college, don't pay enough mm -hmm. attention to who's going to be good and what, and they it's just me. trade all of their rookie picks. <laughs> and it's like that's perfectly fine. And that's why I like Dynasty because you can play it that way, or mm -hmm. you can be like, no, I'm going to hoard all the rookie picks. I'm going to go trade for. There's like, instead of in redraft, I feel like there's like two or three ways to play and I'm oversimplifying. And in dynasty, there's like seven or nine. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like there's so many more ways to get to this. And, and Bobby hit on it perfectly earlier. Your valuation might be right now and it might be in six months and it might be in two years and be like, I'm willing to give up value now because I know, I think, and I know this guy is going to have valuation later that is higher than now. I like that. Like that's, mm -hmm. that's kind of a fun way to play it, you know, in redraft, that's why my favorite thing to do. Months, this is a pro tip that I've not shared often, although it's pretty common sense and not that secretive. Trading for injured players is oh. one of the easiest ways to gain value. Like when I started out in Dynasty, one of my biggest moves that made my team go from bad to good was I traded for Keenan Allen when people were like, oh, he's uh -oh. injury prone. And then <sighs> Keenan Allen came back and dominated and I got him super cheap because everyone's smart. like, this dude is always injured. And I was what? like, I'll take him on my rebuilding team. He's mm -hmm. injured. He's not going to score me points. And then I don't in a want year points. or two, yeah. when he comes back, 
I will have this dominant wide receiver and thank you very much. Well, I think a lot of times you play this as valuation. I think Bobby and I are both very similar in this where like, I'd rather, you know, buy low and sell high and all those other, you know, stock market jargon kind of things. And again, we're talking about real humans, but I'm talking about dynasty assets and, you know, fake versions of this Mm -hmm. person. But it's like, I'd rather buy the dip. I'd rather buy Calvin Ridley right now, or I'd rather buy Julio Jones, even though he just signed and just sort of take Kenny Galladay, right? And like, take that risk Mm -hmm. on a player who's going way undervalued, like sending a third for Kenny Galladay. Gladly. You can have my third. Anybody who's listening, if I'm in a league with you and you have Kenny Galladay, send me, I will gladly send my third for Kenny Galladay because I think what's the risk? You know what I mean? Like, what am I out here? Who cares? I'm not sending, you know, Julio Jones for Kenny Galladay, although that would be kind of entertaining in its own right. Um, (laughs) But it's like, you know, just play what makes you have fun with it. And I think that's where a lot of times you can, I know I I did this too when I was brand new. I kind of got into my own head about things and I was like, well, I made some bad trades. And then of course the league and the group chat was like blowing me up for making a bad trade. And I was like, oh man, now I'm embarrassed and I don't like what I'm doing. And I'm like, wait a minute. I accepted that trade. That I was fine with that trade. I don't mm-hmm. give a crap what these 11 people think about. And again, it's usually only two or three that well, I know are assholes in real life anyway. Like, what do I care about them? Like, what the, like what, who cares? When I started out, Andrew, just to blow up my own spot. So I actually <laughs> ended up trading back for Keenan Allen when he got injured. Because in my very first Dynasty League, I traded Keenan Allen straight up for Monty Ball. Because I was like, Monty Ball is oh, the next running back. about him. On oh the wrong he is going to be the running back of the future on the Broncos. And I want to get in on the ground floor. And that was probably the worst trade I've ever made in my life. And everyone roasted me for it because they're like, really? This running back came out of nowhere and you just gave up a great wide receiver. That's but hilarious. You, that's oh. my point of, to earlier, too. Of You can undo your own mistakes if you mm-hmm. continue to trade or wait for opportunities. And so like Keenan Allen got injured and I was like, I kind of still like him. I also There was also a part of me that was like, I want him back on my team because I recognize that I made a mistake by getting rid of him i'm going to bring him back and it worked out well so that's the thing was like don't be scared to make those mistakes because every single every single person that you can think of including like the people who play like and by the way they may or may not be lying but there's like the guys who are like i won a hundred thousand dollars in my high stakes dynasty leagues last year (sighs) i guarantee you at some point in their dynasty career they made the the equivalent of the keenan allen for monty ball Mm -hmm. and that's how they learned is they just made that mistake and moved you either you either win or you learn right like you either win the trade you either feel like you you did the right thing or you learn from it and, and grow from it and i think that Maybe maybe that's the takeaway here, right? Is that trading can be scary, it can be intimidating, but if if it does go badly, you still learn something from it, and it's just fantasy. Like it's fine. It's a lot like life. Yeah. Right. <laughs> just do your best, guys. There's just no trying to get out there. It's just no. learning experience. It's just happy accidents. You're like a happy little tree. You know what I mean? Like you can just Bob Ross your way through life. It's fine. I Making do want to get in there. Is the best teacher, by the way. Like oh, I've sure. not made a trade like Keenan out or Keenan for Monty Ball <laughs> yeah. since then because I was like, wow, that was so bad. Luckily, I must have learned that lesson somewhere else because I would I would not have made that trade either. But at the same time, that is a valuable teacher for you, Bobby. And I'm happy that that happened. But I want to get into my trade because it's the same kind of thing you guys are oh, talking yeah, about. Yeah. Sorry, we it's, totally no, left you. <laughs> perfectly fine. This is what I wanted. I wanted us to get into a discussion because that's what this is. A lot of times, I think I think sometimes we have guests that come on that want to get into certain player values. Doesn't player values don't really matter. Mm-hmm. Like none of us are talking about player value. I mean, you can put these in a calculator and we could run it down and why that's good or bad. Doesn't matter. Your your thought process is what matters. So here's where my thought process goes with the way that Jason's team is and what I'm looking at. I'm like, all right, mm-hmm. 
I've got a young, I've got four quarterbacks, I think. And one of them is the youngest, Kenny Pickett. He's a rookie. I think Kenny Pickett is the quarterback I would probably move to a rebuilding team. I think he's got the most value as the youngest quarterback. And I'm looking at this and I'm saying, you know what? Shake and bake has Waddle. And I don't know if I have a solid wide receiver one on this team outside of Deontay Johnson. So my trade is to send Deontay Johnson and Kenny Pickett to shake and bake for Waddle and Zamir White. And I, I put Zamir White. Decent, yeah. I put Zamir White just to be like, pick any bench upside guy to make it two for two, right? I, I'm one of those guys that I'm Type A. I like things to be a little even. Like if I'm, you know, pick a pick a guy. If, it's, if you don't like Zamir White, then go for it. But or if they don't respect that and they're like, I want to keep Zamir White, pick someone else. But mm-hmm. thought is, you can get rid of Pickett, who is still a question mark this year. I think there is some talk that Trubisky might be the starter, and we don't quite know if he's talented enough. He could be a Jordan love, right? He could be somebody that just doesn't pan out and you never know with rookies, but upside guys are always hard to find. And then Deontay Johnson for Waddle. I mean, you're not downgrading that far from Waddle. I mean, yes, you could be, but Waddle's got question marks too. He's the mm-hmm. wide receiver two or one. We don't know Tua. obviously we were just talking about, but that creates a stack. And I love stacks. Yep. I know that sounds kind of silly, but like I, even in dynasty, I love stacking up teams because it just makes it easier for me to pay attention on Sunday. Be like, oh, I got that guy, that guy, and that guy on this one screen. It's just easier for me because I got so many teams. But the thought process there, Deontay Johnson and Kenny Pickett for Waddle and Zamir White. Bobby, let me kick it to you first. Since you love to judge my trades, how was that one in general? What are your thoughts? (laughs) Um, Yeah, so in general. (laughs) That's not positive. In general, it's fine. The Where I have a problem with the trade, and it's not so much a problem just that it's an issue for Jason's team is Mm. instead of taking a position of strength and turning it and then addressing a position of need, you essentially took his wide receiver one and turned it into maybe a slightly better wide receiver one, but he doesn't have any additional depth at the position. So it doesn't really address what I think is a glaring weakness on his team. Um, the other thing is, and this is more just me giving you a hard time and has nothing to do with the I trade. I know. Bring it on. You said me. that you said Kenny Pickett is the most valuable quarterback on his roster. And no, Justin no, I didn't. Feels no, I didn't. Very, no, maybe, no, maybe no. I misheard you. I said youngest. Say, no, no, I, I said know. youngest. Whoa, whoa, whoa. I swear no. I heard you Good say Lord. Valuable. Look, let me, for the, for, the, for the people listening, Bobby is Rewind misrepresenting me. What the heck? Rewind it. No, I said he is the youngest and maybe has some value to a rebuilding team. Is like an optimism upside. That's fair. I'm not sending <laughs> Herbert. I'm not sending Tannehill. I'm probably not sending two. I'm like, well, I'd rather send Pickett. Of the four, he's the least valuable. Mm-hmm. I don't think that's, that's a. That's, I'm not hiding that. But that's also why you only have to add him to Deontay to get to Waddle. And I think there is some question marks. And again, I looked at this as a couple different things. I don't hate your feedback, obviously. I just think that I would want a solid wide receiver one on that team. I don't hate the depth, I guess. I like mm-hmm. Tyler Lockett. I like Michael Gallup. I like Garrett Wilson. Like it's I don't someone hate the you depth. can rely on. Yeah. He just doesn't have a dominant wide receiver one. So my thought was, and this is where, again, we value these things differently. I think he's got depth. He just doesn't have a stud. Mm-hmm. I want a stud. I want someone on my receiving group that I can look at and go, bam. He only has to start eight of them, too. Let's be clear. Only starting eight offensive players. I want the best eight players I can get. If I'm looking at fewer roster spots, I need studs in every position. And if, if I'm being honest, if I'm starting eight players on this team, it's going to be Herbert Tannehill, uh, Najee Harris, Antonio Gibson, because I'm still high on him, David Montgomery for five. I'm going to go with uh, Dawson Knox for six. That means I'm only starting two receivers. Mm-hmm. I'm just but being needs, honest. Like, that's but, where I'm and at of with the it. ones he has, I don't yeah, need he depth. needs an upgrade. Yeah. I'm just saying, I don't need depth. So I'm fine starting Garrett Wilson, even if he blows up. Terry McLaurin, fine wide receiver, too. 
-hmm. Like, you know, I'm, I'm fine with that. Getting to that upgrade yeah. is worth it to me. So yeah, that was more, fair. just to flesh it out more. Because you were My concern coming is at more me. like, let's say one of those guys were to go down with injury. Then Hold on. Is. Now, we can't do the what if they get injured. That's not fair. Yeah. What if Tua gets injured? What if I... Because on, he, can take, he can take one of his quarterbacks, add to his lineup, and, and add to his starting eight. So, like, sure. he would do... You know, we were talking earlier about like an Elijah Mitchell or whatever, and that's like a flex worthy player. Maybe not top end. Andrew doesn't really like Elijah Mitchell based on his face, but like no, that, that going... in San Francisco is just bonkers. So let's say like a Jerry Judy or a Michael Pittman or whatever. And maybe I know those Pittman. guys. I know those guys aren't top end, or maybe he adds to two and gets AJ Brown, and then he has like another dominant wide receiver. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And that's what Cooter's trade was, right? Like sending right. the the quarterback yeah. to the team with only Trevor Lawrence and getting AJ Brown out of yeah, it. Yeah, that's, that's what I'm saying. Trade. I'm yeah. saying that Cooter's trade was much better than yours. that's what we're all saying. Cooter's the best at this out of all of <laughs> yeah. us, and she acts like she's sure. not. It's really smart. I like it. It's low expectations, and you're crushing. Oh um, my goodness. But I guess Cooter, what do you think about my trade? I know Bobby loved it, even though he didn't want to say it. Bobby loved that. No, trade. I mean, I think I think all of us had good paths to it. That's what it should be, right? Like there's no yep. perfect answer. So no, I like no, it, it all. Part of it too, and part of this discussion is to help Jason in a bigger sense find mm -hmm. a trade that he likes. Right. Yep. None of us are running this team. We don't know what he thinks about Waddle. We we may he may hate playing Miami mm -hmm. players. He may uh, he may think that his tight ends are terrible and he needs to upgrade that. And we didn't offer a single tight end trade, right? We don't know all the ins and outs. We asked for a quick blurb just to kind of give us a heads up. But I mean, honestly, like the point of this is to talk about, <clears throat> talk about the bigger valuations, talk about the bigger, you know, mm -hmm. nebula. I did forget content. to give you credit in one spot, Andrew, which is that if he Please. traded for Waddle, he, he would have the stack with Tua, which is nice. That's what I said. Like we like the stack. <laughs> I like a stack with Waddle. Exactly. But I think the, the we'll end it on this. I think the end goal of this trade is to trade away your strength and get a mm -hmm. position that you're weak at. Yep. That's trading 101. And that's pretty much what I wrote about even on Fantasy Pros, where I was like, just go find a, find a team that is missing what you have and has mm -hmm. what you're missing. And I think you're yep. going to have the best time with that. Now, again, you might have some nitpicky things and be like, I want this player and he wants this player. But psychologically, they're more open to it, too. You know what exactly. I mean? Because they don't you, think you're both agree. one of them. Yeah. You both agree you've got the same yep. meld. And I think that's something that, and again, maybe we can land on this too, that there are definitely times I've 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 said to someone, I just don't think we're good trade partners. I just don't think you've mm -hmm. got what I need. I just think we're mm -hmm. both in the same boat. Absolutely. Like we're both rebuilding or we're both contending and all yeah. Yep. I don't know if that makes a lot of sense. I don't think I I don't see you making this trade. You know, and mm -hmm. that's a fine thing to say too. So I've yeah, said I mean, that again, to people before too. Sometimes I, people get yeah, offended definitely. when you say that, which is weird. It's true though, but, yeah. The thing about trading that I find interesting and that is also super infuriating is that a lot of it comes down to common sense. And yet, yeah. for whatever reason, a lot of times it feels like common sense just goes out the window when someone sends you a trade mm -hmm. offer. Well, again, the league matters a lot, right? If you're in a league like and, and we talked about J. Mike earlier, if I'm in a league with J. Mike and I send J. Mike a trade, he's going to be real polite because that's just J. Mike. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Like, he's just going to be mm -hmm. smooth butter and be like, hey, man, I really appreciate what you're doing here. He's going to be more like, Hey man, I really appreciate yeah. what you're doing here. Uh, I like what you got going on, but uh, just not gonna work for me. And yeah. I love that about the guy; like he's willing to do that. And then I'm in a league with someone else, and it's just smash reject, no comment. Mm -hmm. I will say this: we I wanted to mention this earlier. Which is worse, sending a trade and having no response, or sending a trade and getting it smash rejected within 30 seconds? No which response. is worse? No response, no response, right? By far, yeah. be like. Well, because then you you're like, the did trade? they see it? Yeah. I don't know what's, uh, did I say, was it that Am bad? I bugging like, you? Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah. My anxiety just goes through the roof. Even so, worse than that is when they send the trade and then they take it away because they're scared <laughs> you're going to accept it too fast. Mm. And they want to see really what you think about it first. And I'm like, send it. That's Have like the ball 3D chess. I've oh. had that happen before. The one thing yeah. I will say that I've just learned from both of you is if I really want to communicate to people that their trade offer is trash, I need it. to stop rejecting Ghost. it right away. Yeah. I need to Leave just let it, it sit there. Yes. I mean, yeah. honestly, there's nothing worse than leaving them on red. You know what I mean? Just be like, nope, yeah. I'm not. I don't. I think actually, Outhouse said this at some point in a recent trade addicts. He's like, no, I didn't even find the energy to respond to that trade. Like that's how bad it was. I didn't even. He was just like in the email. I deleted the email. Just like I don't even feel like clicking reject on that. Like just let that expire. And I'm a hundred percent going to start pulling this on. People. I'll be honest, it's it's brutal on the other side, man. I, I will say most of my leaks have bylaws about like you have to respond to trade offers within like oh, seven really? days. But maybe I'll leave it to like the seventh day and be like, "That's exactly reject." It. Oh, I have definitely revoked a trade within like three days just to be like, "Okay, you didn't like it. That's cool. I'll re like, okay, I don't even know if he saw it. Like, I got nothing. I'm just like, mm -hmm. I'm assuming he saw oh, it. No. I don't like it. Okay. If bye. a trade is sitting out there for multiple days, I will revoke it just by nature because Damn. I don't like to have them sitting out there yeah, because yeah, maybe yeah. some news will come out that changes yep. the player value. And run and, and then, accept it. Yeah. Right. Yep. And oh man, that that is that That's is ugly. brutal too. Yep. There was one, I think it was two years ago. There was a trade like that where I had a backup running back I sent for like a second or something like that, and the the starting running back got hurt. Oh man, who was that? But just it, the guy accepted it before I could revoke it, and I was just like, "That's on me. That's on me." Like he saw it and just let it sit there, and then as soon as the news broke, he goes, "Wait a minute, I think that trade's still there because he didn't decline it." So there we go. We're we're teaching our listeners a lot this time. <laughs> this is a good uh, you know trade etiquette in a sense, but. Hopefully, I guess, Cooter, after all of this, do you feel a little more confident with trading? Do you feel like maybe yeah. you'll be a little bit more into it? I won't it? be as like, scared. I won't be as scared. You could say no, by the way. We won't be offended. No, I, I really won't be we as won't scared. We won't know. But... Like you said, well, yeah. You're going to keep tabs. And in a week, you're going to be like, did you trade with anyone? I'm checking in. But no, like, you're right. Like, long term, it's not, even though it's final, it's not because you have more things you can do. So I'll I'll make more trades. That'll be oh, my goal for time. I just think if, if you have fun with trading, make more trades. If you yeah. don't like trading, don't make trades, yeah. right? Like I'm, none of this is to be like, you should make more trades. I'm just saying like, if that's yeah, your just hangout. Don't, be, don't not do it just because you're scared. I'll also yeah, be fired be by daddy for saying this, but don't trade just to trade. Oh, I love trading just to trade. Yeah, this is where Bobby, you and I are going to have a fun Russ, time in junkies this year. Yeah, Russ acknowledges that he does this, where he's just like, I'm bored. I'm going to trade, and it like makes no sense for my team, but I'm well, going to do it anyway. Hit. Well, so yeah. I, I haven't listened to Trade Addicts yet this week. Full full admission. It just came out yesterday, I believe. I haven't gotten around to it. But I know there were a ton of Trade Addicts 1 trades on this week's episode. And in one of those, I traded with Russ. And we went back and forth via DM. And I sent him a trade. He didn't like it. So he countered. But he took out, like, the biggest piece on his side and the worst piece on my side. And I was like, well, no, not, like, well, now yeah. we're not even close. And he goes, oh, that was my bad. I, I clicked the wrong box which is a classic a outhouse move. He does that a lot. And I was just like, oh. that makes so much more sense. Here I thought you were just like insulting me back to be like, finally. But no, he was just like, oh, that's on me. Like, I love that that's about funny. Russ. He's just like, I messed that up, my bad. Because when, you, but, when you're just trading to trade, it happens, mm -hmm. you know? There are yeah. also pressures because he like tries to have trades for the show. And mm -hmm. I have gone on the show and been like, I need to make a trade now. So I have a trade to talk about on the show. <laughs> so I get oh. it. But like general advice, really consider... Follow the cooter doodle method. Consider what yes. your team needs. Consider what the other team needs, and don't trade just because you're bored and want to force a trade. Mm -hmm. That being said, though, if you're looking at your team and you're like, "Man, I really need 
I really need a running back. Send some trades to multiple people. Like, don't put yeah. it all your eggs in one basket. Like, send yeah. a couple options, see what you can get. You know, you don't even have to send offers. I know with MFL, it's nice to send the offer. They get the email, all this. Like, there's some potential back and forth via the trade comments and all that. You may not have a good DM thing, and uh, you know, different different MFL leagues have different methods. But I know within Sleeper, you can DM anybody and just be like. Hey, man, I'm looking at acquiring Baker Mayfield. What do you want for him? You know, send a note. I don't think there's a negative to that. I don't, I mean, you don't have to, but like communicate, right? That's mm-hmm. the whole point of this. It's just like, we're all friends. We're all playing the same game. If somebody sends you a crap trade, that's fine. They're just trying to see where things stand. Don't hate everybody, you know, because like, that'll be me sending a bunch of crap trades. Um, but at the same time, if 15% say yes, I'm going to send that trade. Like, let's see what happens, man. Mm-hmm. Like, why not? Andrew's going to make everyone hate our team in Dynasty Junkies, too. We, That's what I'm We have not made a single trade, Bobby, and I'm trying my damnedest just to be like, let's let it roll. Let's just let it roll. It's going to be fine. We drafted a good team. Don't worry about it. I'm actually very – it's a 14-teamer and super flex, and I, I don't do a lot of 14 teams, and I'm happy with our team. I'll be honest. I'm very happy with our team. But with that, we're at the end of the, in the show. We're finally finished all of our trade talks. I want to get this get us out of here. So, Cooter, why don't you start? Where can people find you again? Recap where you are, and and thanks again yeah. for coming on. But let, oh, us, let us help people find you, and where can they get your stuff? Yep, basically Twitter, um, at Cooter Doodle, at MB Fantasy Life, and make sure you subscribe to the Fantasy Life newsletter. Oh, if you're not already subscribed, what are you doing? Like, come on. That's just such an easy – it's a fun newsletter. I love getting that and scrolling mm-hmm. down and being like, oh, yeah, what do they got in this one today? So, yeah, it's a good time. Thank you <laughs> for coming way, on. She's also being very modest, because, and I don't know if she still does it, but Cooter Doodle also streams video games on Twitch occasionally. Oh, every now and then, yeah. I haven't and done it in a while. They are very entertaining to watch, so make sure you check those out if she does it again. I love those Fortnite streams, Cooter. Those are my favorite. Like, I just go in there because I'm terrible at Fortnite. I'm not going to lie. I'm terrible. Oh, I'm, I'm just not, not anymore either. That's not my thing. Uh, we were talking about before the show. I like Rocket League and things like that, where I don't have to shoot people. It's just not my thing. <laughs> but thank you so much again for coming on. It was really thank a great time hearing me. some of your thoughts, your logic, and all this. And hopefully, we, we maybe we made you a better trader. I guess yeah, we'll see. I think so. You have I to think keep so. us posted. I know we have, uh, obviously, you can DM Bobby and I anytime. We have a mm-hmm. lot of options, a lot of opinions. To get us info. We'd love to help anytime you have a trade. Uh, and that goes for anybody listening, too, right? This is not just for Cooter. But, you know, people in the chat, we got Scampers, we got Toronto Dave, we had Gator J, a bunch of people coming in, hanging out with us tonight. Thank you so much for all of that. I'm at Andrew Hall FF. I know Bobby is at Wrecked Fantasy. Follow us on Dynasty Junkies at Dynasty Junkies. Leave us a rating and review. Submit your team for Find Me a Trade like our buddy Jason did. Uh, If you've got a team that you're thinking, hey, I'm just stagnant, I'm stale, I don't know what to do, maybe we can give you some good ideas. So submit your team on there. We'll get to that in a future episode. Uh, Sleeper and MFL, both are, are valid. We have a couple fleet flickers, which are tricky and fun. Um, but again, we are a, a, I would say we're pretty much an MFL podcast. I don't want to be rude to Sleeper, but we do prefer MFL. We're a lot of old folks, and that's just what we like. Uh, but again, send anything you got, send any DMs, tag us in polls, all that kind of stuff. Uh, also, make sure you subscribe to the DAP Network, the Dynasty Addicts Podcast Network. Uh, you can find us on Twitter and on YouTube if you're watching live. Uh, with that, I guess I'll kick it to Bobby to take us out of here. Junkies out.